was 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 in any game, in every game. So he most definitely going to have to take some time and build that culture down in Houston. He most definitely going to have to take some time to, to, to bring some talent down in Houston. Now, maybe D'Amico Ryan's now that he's the head coach down there, that maybe some players will go down in Houston. Hopefully. Because you got to remember, Houston still got a sour taste. My thoughts, my opinion, sports podcast. Yo, what it is? Welcome back to another episode of MTMO Sports Podcast, Doug. Yo, this episode is going to be interesting as always because I got the hottest topics. The topics I'm going to be talking about is about the NBA refs. Man, because they've been terrible in the last couple of weeks. Going to talk about the NBA All-Star starters. Who should be starting and maybe who shouldn't be starting. The Texans and the Broncos got new head coaches. Mm. Is that a good fit? Is it going to work out? We're going to talk about it. And then, you know, of course, we got to talk about the championship Sunday. Because the Super Bowl stage is set now. Ooh, boy, oh boy. But let's go ahead and um start with the NBA refs. Let's go. Uh, 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 uh. As y'all already know, I'm a Laker fan, and I feel like the uh, the refs is pretty much just cheating my Lakers for real, for real, man. It, it's 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 just not real good the way um these refs has been calling these games. Now it's not just only the Lakers game; it's been across the across the sports world, honestly. But we're gonna uh, keep it with the NBA. Some of these refs, man, I feel like sports betting has gotten that in, <laughs> honestly, man, because it's been controversy calls, it's been non-calls, it's been even refs even giving backlash to some of the players, you know what I mean? Because uh, I remember in the beginning of the season, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and one of the refs was getting into it, and, and a ref came out and, and called, you know, said some things about Spencer Dinwiddie. And I was like, damn, these refs ain't having it no more. You know what I mean? The refs like, you know what? You know, y'all games is really dependent on us. You know what I mean? Whether if I'm sports betting or not, if I feel like uh, that's not a foul, I ain't going to call it. And that's, what, to me, this is how the refs has been carrying it. You know what I mean? Now, they got their favorites. It has their favorites. <laughs> but at the same time, man, um... I just feel like some of these referees um most definitely have their favorite teams and can't wait to officiate their favorite team. What do you mean by that? Hmm. Good question. So, what I mean by that is um one of these refs, you know, I really don't know his name and I probably wouldn't even call out his name. But you know, it, it's been rumors, it, it's been out here in the in the Twitter world and, and even in some of the sports um uh uh columns that uh this one particular ref is a Boston Celtics fan. Him and his family is a Boston Celtics fan. Now don't get me wrong, I understand you probably grew up liking your favorite team and this is the only way that you was able to get in the NBA is officiating. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that you're not supposed to have a favorite team or a team that you like very strongly. But when it comes to your job, man, your favorite team got to go out the window right now. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But this one particular rough is 36-2 when officiating that Boston game, which means he's more favoring Boston. <laughs> so, if, if that's the case, is Boston really that good of a team? Or do they have an extra man on the field, I mean, on the court that can really help them out? Who comes in clutch time, gives them clutch buckets. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I just... I like your funny words, really Magic Man. That, um, that that this ref should we really be looking at? All refs should be looking into, man. Because um, if you if if you got a record like that, and I'm pretty sure that it, you know, what I mean, it's more refs because remember this. What about 15 years ago? Was one ref that was caught cheating? You know what I mean? And he got banned as of being officiating in the NBA anymore. So. Um, I'm not saying that we calling for these guys' jobs. I'm not saying that. But I think we need to do a extensive background check to make sure that these guys is, you know what I mean, not being one-sided with these calls. Because there's a lot of teams that's probably affected from it. And it could be like these low-market teams like the Orlando Magics, the San Antonio Spurs, um, um, and, you know what I mean, and like the Indiana Pacers, you know what I mean, and, and the list could probably go on. That these teams, when they play against the Boston Celtics, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Golden State Warriors, the, you know what I mean, these high-powered teams, maybe these high-powered teams maybe is getting getting some favorable calls. Now, we understand, like, some of these top players in the NBA are getting favorable calls. Sometimes. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say sometimes because we just seen a game where LeBron was clearly fouled in this Boston game. Clearly fouled. Should be, should have been going to the line to shoot two free throws. Foul on Jason Tatum. And wasn't called. <laughs> Was not called. And and the king, our guy, LeBron James, went crazy. Like, you can tell that right there had to hurt him. It hurt that man so bad that he threw a temper tantrum that we we never seen from LeBron before. You know what I mean? And and you can just tell right there that was fucking frustrating. That was that was you had hit the top of the peak of frustration. You know what I mean? And you could just clearly see it. And when I seen that, I was like, oh man, the Lakers is about to destroy Boston in, in overtime. LeBron James about to have this this. This go mentality, you know what I mean? This monster mentality, but he didn't, you know what I mean? And I think that he was so frustrated that his frustration really got in his head. And I think that's how the Lakers lost, really, because Boston just manhandled um, L.A. in the overtime. So, honestly, man, and, and but go back to that foul. Like, that was, you know what I mean? Like I said, that was clearly a foul. I'm pretty sure everybody was like, Hey yo, what the fuck? And the ref was like, I cannot see. I'm legally blind. <laughs> because he was just standing right there, Doug. I'm not understanding that. Um, how you not call that? But you know, when I say that, sometimes remember when I said that that um some you know some of the stars get these these calls, but it has to be going the Lakers' way, and it it could be contribute to remember when I said that. These low market teams like the Orlando Magics and, and the San Antonio Spurs, since the Lakers might 
they are a big market team, but they suck this year, really. You know what I mean? They they're not top tier of the team, so they was like, well, you're not gonna get all the calls. Maybe you fit into that Orlando Magic category right now just because y'all suck. And maybe that's how the refs are looking at it. But, you know what I mean? That is now three games that the refs stole from the Lakers. That's three games. And honestly, that's that could have been putting us almost in the playoff or play-in run. So, you know what I mean? We can kind of contribute that the Lakers bad play. You know, that's about 75% of it. That that's the reason why the Lakers not are in play in playoff position, and then um, the other I say ten percent is pretty much they didn't put a good team around LeBron and AD really. They put an okay team, a team that's that that can maybe potentially, hopefully, fingers crossed, can make the play in and make some noise, but you didn't put a good team around those guys really, and then it goes to the refs. The rest blowing some calls. So, um, most definitely these refs should be looked into. Hopefully they're not sports betting that bad that they need they need the sports betting money more than they officiate money. And hopefully that these, these refs comes out because the ref came out and apologized to the Los Angeles Lakers after that. And, you know, like I said, the Lakers were so pissed that LeBron and 80 took the night off, the next night off against Brooklyn. But then played last night against um the Knicks. So uh, you know what I mean, and I don't know. Refs gotta do better, man. Guys to do better. You gotta get back to reality and and, and, and get the officiating right. All right, let's move on. Let's go. The NBA All Star starters are out. Hmm. And the East goes like KD, Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, and Tatum. Let's talk about the East a little bit. I kind of like that lineup. Not a bad lineup. Um, not big of a Donovan Mitchell fan, but he has having a good year this year. Um, he most definitely deserved to be um an all-star. Um, but an all-star starter, I kind of got kind of got a beef with that one. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Like I said, I understand he, he dropped that, uh, what's that, 61, 71 point game. I most definitely get it. And Cleveland is, what, in the top, let's say, six in the East. Um, So he most definitely, you know, helped the Cleveland Cavaliers kind of be in that playoff position. But just remember, man, Cleveland was in this position last year without Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? And and, and Darius Garland going in and out the lineup. Um, so I can see it. I see, you see why. Um, just to think off top who can play that position. Um uh all in the east. Oh, maybe Donovan Mitchell do deserve to be in there then. Cause I really can't think of nobody off top right now. Maybe I got a cloudy brain right now, you know. Been smoking a little bit, but <laughs> um, but let's talk about KD though. Now, y'all know that KD is like one of my favorite players in the NBA. If you don't know, now you know. Um, I believe KD is like one of the greatest shooters of all time behind Steph Curry. Um, but no, let me say this: the I, I believe KD has the best shooting skills. Steph is the best shooter of all time. You know, especially the way he's 
behind the arc and all that. But KD, man, KD can pull up anywhere. Mid-range, low post, uh, three-point. You know what I mean? He's more efficient to me. But, um, you know, tomato, tomato. But KD uh, most definitely should be out. He shouldn't be a starter due to injury. You know what I mean? And that's like the only knock. And the person that most definitely should be in there is Embiid. Embiid most definitely should have been a starter from the get-go. Um, I understand they're trying to do it by positions, but most definitely Embiid should have most definitely been a starter. Um, maybe you can move KD to a guard position and move Donovan Mitchell to the bench. Um, something in that nature. I understand they they trying to go like oh traditional. You you had your guards and your big men. I understand that, but. For you to not have uh, Joel Embiid in, in the starters, like, that is, like, damn. <laughs> that is pretty much like a, like, bruh. God damn. You know what I mean? Because Joel, Joel Embiid most definitely should be a starter. He most definitely should be in that start line. He's, in my opinion, the best big man in the league. I understand people like, well, what about Jokic? He's a two-time MVP. Honestly, I believe Jokic should have been a one-time MVP. I think Joel Embiid most definitely should have got it last year. But, you know what I mean? Everybody likes the 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 big guy running the floor and bring it up and with the behind the low look passes and all that good stuff, and that caught their attention. They ain't pay attention that Joel Embiid, when he's playing, the 76ers has way better chances of winning. Don't, don't get me wrong when Jokic's playing. Denver had that same similar chances too, but I just like him be. He's the true big man. You know what I mean? He, he, he most definitely hit that block. He most definitely know how to uh, uh, take over a game. Um, Jokic, uh, he, he, he's like a power forward to me. Um, you know, he, he he's more like a Tim Duncan, almost like a, a Dirk Nowinski kind of type player. But, you know what I mean? Just a little bit more skills. You know, he can pass. He can, you know, I'm not saying that Dirk couldn't pass, but Jokic is a better passer than Dirk. But I believe that Timmy D, if had opportunity, is a better passer than Jokic. I think um Timmy D IQ was a little bit better. You know, I'm just you know, I, I I'm just saying, not I'm not trying to down Jokic. <laughs> so let's 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 say that. But I'm just saying Embiid to me is the better center in the league. It's the most dominant center in the league. Um, so, uh, he most definitely should have been in the start lineup. Now, let's talk about the West. We got Curry. I mean, yeah, Steph Curry, Luka, LeBron, Jokic, Zion. Um, Zion, same beef I had with KD. Hasn't been playing all year. Is injured, is, uh, most definitely, uh, is injured right now and could be injured all the way to the All-Star weekend. So, um, the person I most definitely can see in his spot is, um, Sabonis up in Sacramento. Sacramento is 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 having a good year this year. Um, he's most definitely an efficient big man, and most definitely can uh uh, uh can be a a good number two on any offense in the league. And most definitely, he's the great number two uh to De'Aaron Fox up in Sacramento. So I most definitely think um Zion uh. If if once if Zion most definitely can't play in the All Star, then I think Sabonis should really get that nod. Um, or uh, what's the dude name? Lloyd Marketing up in Utah. He's having an okay year too. Utah is most definitely in the play in position. 
Uh, once upon a time, Utah was leading the West. But we already know once things got cooled down that Utah was not going to be that team. You feel me? Um, another controversy person. I hate to say it. I understand he's the king. But LeBron. If we're going by winning records, how do LeBron become captain? I understand his fan votes. I get that part. But um, we ain't most. I understand. Uh, but let me let me backtrack. KD is most definitely um should be a captain also, but injury. LeBron, the Lakers are not doing too good. So why um a person like John Morant is not a captain? Steph Curry is not a captain. Luca is not a captain. Um, because uh if your team is most definitely not leading, I understand that. Everything is pretty much, it's going to be geared to be centered to around LeBron going into this All-Star break because uh, he it's a possibility that he can pass Kareem and 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 he's about to be the number one scorer of all time, and, which he should get this. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he can most definitely get that off the bench too, right? You don't have to be a captain. You don't have to be the guy. Um, that he, he he most definitely going LeBron most definitely is going to get minutes in that All Star game. When it comes down to that last uh, like how they uh play that fourth quarter, um, you know that that Kobe Bryant rule that um he's most definitely going to see the floor. You know, just because you're not a starter, that means you you're not going to be the finisher. You know, and 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 once again, Lloyd Mark and the Bonus can fill into those spots. You know what I mean? You know, just 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 names. I understand they not the as you would say sexiest names to be like, damn. Yeah, that all star is gonna be lit with some bonus and marketing up there. You know what I mean? You you, you wanna attract the most attention that you possibly can get with LeBron, Zion, and KD. I still think Embiid would bring some attraction to it. So <coughs> excuse me. Um it's just just a little I'm not understanding, and maybe things will change once the fan vote uh, has ended. That um, it it will go to uh, um, player votes, and however, you know, what I mean, I, I really don't get these voting stuff. I I don't do the voting no more. <laughs> I keep it a buck with y'all, man. I I haven't did that since like high school. You know, once they maybe they, they can revamp that dunk contest and make that dunk contest a little bit better. Maybe I, I I get excited about the All Star Weekend. Don't get me wrong, I will be tuned in. I'm going to check it out because I got to come back and get my opinion about it and talk to y'all about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So most definitely, uh, I'm gonna be tuned in and and all that. But let's move on. Let's go. All right, let's talk about the NFL now. NFL, where I want to start at. Let's go with D'Amico Rhymes, man. Shout out to D'Amico Rhymes, man. That man, D'Amico Rhymes is, man. He was formerly the defensive coordinator to the San Francisco 49ers, who came up short on Championship Sunday. But we're going to get to that. Let's talk about D'Amico Rhymes for a second. Um, he is now going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans, and I'm pretty sure everybody is. Like I said, I, I'm ecstatic. Another black man uh, being the head coach, that's a great news right there. But 
is it another black man set up to fail? Because we just had what uh Wilkes down there. We just had Lovey Smith down there. And 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 it, it it's cool that Houston likes to hire black coaches. But are you gonna give these uh, this black coach a, a significant chance? You know what I mean? Not just a one year and he out. You know what I mean? You most definitely deserve to live out at least three to four years of this contract. Um, because D'Amico Ryan's man, he, he's most definitely one of the hardest working coordinators. That that's well now he's a head coach, but most definitely his names should have been ringing bells of of being that head coach of that league. I'm surprised that in that this coach didn't go with that. I think that that fit would could have been a little bit better because the coach team is 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 just a couple pieces away. Houston is is a lot of pieces away, a lot. Now I hope Houston will let D'Amico Ryan's establish his culture down there because what he did for the San Francisco 49er defense, man, my God, it it deserves to. Oh my God, he deserves that. Because that San Francisco 49ers defense was stout, sounded, played together, played physical, was 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 in any game, in every game. So he most definitely gonna have to take some time and build that culture down in Houston. He most definitely gonna have to take some time to to, to bring some talent down in Houston. Now, maybe D'Amico Ryan's now that he's the head coach down there, that maybe some players will go down to Houston, hopefully. Because you got to remember, Houston still got a sour taste in, in a lot of people's mouth. You know what I mean? Number one, you can't keep a head coach. Number two, remember when Deshaun Watson incident. Then number three, you got to remember before then, J.J. Watt wanted out. DeAndre Hopkins wanted out. Um... Andre Johnson was speaking bad about Houston. So just like, golly, it was just like Houston was just having bad taste after bad taste. You know what I mean? And I believe because there was no culture structure down there. You know what I mean? You had, what, uh, Bill O'Brien. I believe that was the coach down there one time when he had Houston uh, and, and Deshaun Watson and D-Hop and J.J. Watt and all them in, in, in good winning percentage. If not making the playoffs, at least a knock on the door of making the playoffs. Houston used to get bit by the injury bug a lot, also during them time during those years too. But now, you know, Houston is most definitely far to the bottom of the barrel of the team. Um, and and you have to look to attract some good talent down there, man. And I'm pretty sure they they up in there in the, what in the top three. And in, in, in the draft pick, and I'm pretty sure they, they most definitely gonna have to start with a quarterback, maybe. I don't think uh, David Stills or Mills, whatever, whoever the quarterback was down there, and I, and I do apologize for not knowing your name. Um, I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's the franchise face of the quarterback. I mean, uh, the the face, the franchise. Um, so you most definitely gonna have to find the quarterback um of that, and maybe, and the draft is where you go to look for him. Um, or maybe you you try to get. A Jimmy G, maybe, or um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, at the Jimmy G, I don't, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's not going to come down there. Um, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get your hand in the bed for Aaron Rodgers or anything in that nature. So, um, 
I just most definitely think uh, Houston is gonna have to. They gonna have to. It's just not gonna happen all for one year. So hopefully that the Houston Texas organization know that this year coming up is not gonna be a turnaround year. You're not gonna be Jacksonville. You're not gonna be Cincinnati or anything in that nature. Um, it's gonna take some time. You know what I mean? It's most definitely gonna take some time. And I don't think that uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I do think D'Amico Ryan's is the guy for it. I think he's going to be the sound guy that can change that organization. I think it's going to start with the defensive side first because that's what he knows. I'm not saying that he don't know offensive side, but because he most definitely know how to plan against the offensive side. So if he know how to plan against it, I'm pretty sure he's going to have some great minds that can help him get ready for the offensive side. You just got to make sure you have that great mind. Um, So I, I can give Houston a three-year um, try and, and, and see where that goes. And hopefully they can be start start making noise. At least for D'Amico Ryan's sake, man. Because like I say, he's well deserved. Um and and hopefully Houston don't kick him to the curb when he feel like um things ain't going their way <laughs> fast as they want it to be. You feel me? Uh, let's talk about Sean Payton now. Sean Payton's about to be the head coach again, and it will not be for the Saints. What do you mean by that? I mean that the Denver Broncos had did a trade. They did some moves to go ahead and get Sean Payton over as the head coach to the Denver Broncos. Um, the Saints will get the Broncos 2023 first round pick, which is the number 29 pick. Um, and they also will get a 2024 second round pick. And people were probably scratching their heads. It's like, dang, you're going to give up your deal. Your first round pick for Sean Payton? Some people say yes, I would do that. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't I? And some people's part is like, mm, I don't know about this one, coach. I don't know. I think you should have went on ahead and, and kept that first round pick. Or maybe Denver has something that nobody's seen already. Now, let's talk about the, the head coach in the quarterback position. Now, we all know that Sean Payton was. It's a, it's a great head coach. He can most definitely turn an organization into a winning organization. A losing organization to a winning organization. He most definitely can do that. He did that for the Saints. You know, the Saints was 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 in a mean drought. You know, I mean, nobody believed in the Saints before until Sean Payton and Drew Brees got Drew Brees got together. And and it was just like, whoa, maybe this team needs to be taken serious. And the Saints has been robbed at least twice. Of making the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship with bad referee calling. Ooh, see what I tell y'all? The referees is just it extends to a whole lot of sports. Um. So uh, and 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 but them coming up short, uh uh, you know you you start questioning about uh the coaching style and 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 stuff like that, and then you know. I guess they got so frustrated for Sean Payton that he was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm I'm I, I, I can't do it. I don't want to be down here no more. Or maybe the the off the uh inside noise was getting to him. You know what I mean? So he it was probably maybe frustrating. And you know, I mean, my only beef is like, uh, you kind of walked out before your obligation ended, and. and just because things wasn't rocky or things wasn't going your way, man, I think the professional way is to carry out your contract 
and your contract is what pretty much ending 2024 the saints are not a bad team really they are just miss uh, I, I just think they are lost a little bit since you walked away um you know mike thomas as wasn't able to be healthy juice wasn't able to stay healthy down there in his first year uh quarterback quarterback play they don't know if James Winston is the guy. If they wanted to go with Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton, you know, um, uh, uh, their defense was okay. Uh, not a bad defense. They was in the games. They was almost knocking on the door and making the playoffs. Honestly, so, um, it it it's, it it was just like a lot of things. This this conspired for the uh, New Orleans Saints and. I, I can kind of say that some of it is contribute to Sean Payton by you just walking out. Now, maybe it was already distraction and, and chaos and all that stuff while Sean Payton was there. But, you know, you move on. Denver Broncos believe that they can take on that whatever situation that he was going on down in New Orleans and say, we can give you some clear things. We we most definitely uh, uh like to hurry up and hire coaches fast. Because Nathaniel Hack got out of there quick. Like, quick. They ain't even tried to even see if the second year was even worth it. Maybe the Denver Broncos already knew that Sean Payton was coming there. They already had a deal in place for Sean Payton. And Nathaniel Hack was just, was just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> It was just a cover-up, I guess, just before one year. I don't know. Because I think they gave Nathaniel Hack like a three- to four-year contract, so I, I don't understand that. So, um, Denver Broncos now. Now, Russell Wilson and, and, and uh, Sean Payton is now t- going to be together. And how's that personality? And how, you know, is going to kind of be? You know, because Russell Wilson is that... Um. That guy that likes likes attention, you know what I mean. Uh, it, it is not like bad attention, or anything in that nature, but he he doesn't mind taking the blame or anything in that nature. Um, he does it because he, he had that let's ride. He had the Bronco Nation like going crazy in the beginning of the season. Um, before this uh season even started, you know, during the off season and stuff like that, saying you know let's ride. I'm here and, and let's go and you know, was getting them amped up. You was like, oh, snap. The Broncos can maybe do something. But then as the year was going on, it was just like, well, where the ride going to? <laughs> I like your funny words, Magic Man. And it was like, yo, like, and you were just like, did the, the, did the Bronco even leave the, the stable? You know, and, and, and now, you know, you bring Sean Payton, which he is a, a Great offensive mind, genius. Maybe he can help with the uh, Broncos was lacking in. You know what I mean? He maybe he can the same thing he did to Drew Brees. Because remember, the San Diego Chargers gave up on Drew Brees once he had that uh, rotator cuff injury. And then next thing you know, him and Sean Payne get together and and have a great run together. Maybe that can possibly happen with uh, Russ uh, with Russ. Maybe, hopefully. That's what the Broncos is banking on. Because now you, you, you tied your team up in with the your, your two leaders. Because you signed Russ to an extension once he got there. 
And then now you're going to be taking on Sean Payton contract and, and probably going to sign him to a, a, a extension also. So um, hopefully this can work out. This can help out uh, each other's career. Um, because I, I, I still got some questions on Sean Payton on him quitting on the Saints. And I got some questions on Russ last year. Is Russ um, done? Is he uh, just an average quarterback? Is he a Dak Prescott of the league? I like your funny words, Magic Man. Sorry, Dallas. I just had to. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, we we most definitely going to see. We most definitely going to be tuned in and, and figuring and finding out about the Broncos coming in these upcoming uh, offseason once the Super Bowl is over with. Because um, something got to change. We got to see something. Um, because if both of them have a bad year, if if the Broncos still have a bad year next year, or at least not the number two team in the in the AFC West, I I don't know because like I said, the AFC West is tough. Um, you still got the Chiefs who's hitting to the Super Bowl this year. Um, you still got the Chargers, um, who's now have Kellen Moore as that offensive coordinator, who's most definitely going to help Justin Herbert out. I think that messed that situation up. Um, I, and and by him messing it up, I think Justin Herbert about to win out with Kellen Moore being the uh, offensive coordinator. We 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 got to see. So the AFC West have a question mark again. You know what I mean? We and we most definitely got to see what the Las Vegas Raiders going to do in that quarterback play. So it, it it's 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 a question mark for the AFC West again. It's a question mark for the Denver Broncos and and. and with the Sean Payton and, and the Russ Wilson situation. Um I, I I hope for the best for them, most definitely, because they need it. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and talk about championship Sunday before I wrap this up. Let's go. Um, as you already should already know that uh Super Bowl is now it's about a, what a week away. You might as well say now because this week is pretty much coming up to the racks. Um, and now uh we have two teams. We'll be going to see who's going to get that title. Um, we got the Eagles and the Chiefs. So shout out to them. <laughs> but let's talk about the teams that they played against. The 49ers and the Eagles. Man, let me tell you right now that the 49ers, 49ers, y'all play one hell of a game. Y'all defense played one hell of a game. The defense had the Eagles all the way into mid-third quarter, and I think that's where the 49ers defense kind of tapped out. They was gassed. They had no more juice left in them. Um, And that's not a bad thing because only if the 49ers had a quarterback, it could have been a, maybe a different game, different outcome, or maybe it could have been a, a challenging game in my opinion. Because after a while, once uh, Brock Purdy went down, man, it was just like, oh, no. It, this game is, is not about to be it. You know what I mean? It it, it, it can't be it. And then, um, you know, they, they tried to throw Josh Johnson in the mix of it, and, and it just wasn't enough because he wound up getting a concussion. Um, So it, it, it was just a lot for the 49ers to overcome without a quarterback. Um, And they went, what, four quarterbacks? Uh, the whole year, and you got to get credit. Tip hats off to Kyle Shanahan, man, for you to keep that train rolling with four different quarterbacks 
that's 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 impressive. That's one hell of a job right there, man. Um, but Joey has some things about the 49ers that I agree. They don't have enough. They don't. We keep saying this over and over again. Oh, this is the team that can win without a quarterback. You don't even need a quarterback to win with the 49ers. Look at this roster. Yeah, you do, actually. Because factually, you continue to fall short. So I'm not making anything up. They haven't won a Super Bowl, and they continue to miss the Super Bowl because of one position. So you don't have enough. Can we please stop saying they don't need a quarterback? They very much need a quarterback. And it's not luck at this point. This is a thing that continues to happen over and over and over again. At what point are we just like, they need to find a quarterback? And they don't have their answer now. Brock Purdy is out for at least six months as of right now. We'll see how this, his surgery and recovery goes. We don't know what they have in Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. Why would you feel confident that the 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl with this roster? You don't have a quarterback. I don't know why this is like a reveal, but it's the most important position in the league, it's the most important position on the field. And yesterday, you literally did not have a quarterback. And what happened? You got smoked by the Eagles. And it wasn't an accident that the quarterback, they didn't miss the flight. It wasn't like some a flu game. The Eagles defense insisted that you will not have a quarterback. So other teams understand what it is as well. The 49ers have an unbelievable roster, insane talent. But the window is not going to be open forever. This is not like in perpetuity. These guys are going to age. You're going to have injuries throughout the season, as you always do. You have to find a quarterback if you're the 49ers. They don't have enough. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. You got to find a quarterback, man. Um, that, that, that was that downplay. Most definitely that downplay uh, in the NFC Championship. They, they just didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have enough. Um. And now you're going into the offseason thinking, what is enough? What do we, how do we get enough? You know what I mean? What do, what do we do with these quarterbacks? It's like, like she just said, Brock Purdy's probably going to be out for six months. And I'm pretty sure the 49ers is still want to see, can he be the starting quarterback? Trey Lance should be on pace to bar any setback coming back during the offseason. But you got to also sit here and think, like, how ready is he going to be? Once the season starts. So, you know, it's a back and forth type of thing. And it's going to be a lot of questions that that, that got to be answered in that quarterback. Because you you fucked that money up when you uh pretty much told Jimmy G that he was done. You you you, you messed that money all up. Um, So now Jimmy G is about to walk and y'all about to have nothing left but Jimmy G. And then now you sit here with two injury quarterbacks. On your roster, that's a great start the season on. So the 49ers got beat because they had no quarterback. Um, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, don't get me wrong, they came out firing. That defense came out fine. Hassan Reddick was out there by, uh, in that backfield down there every play. Let me go ahead and say it in the Baltimore time. He was back there every play. <laughs> you feel me? Um, But, um... The Eagles got some questions also, man, because in my opinion, they are a great team, but Jalen Hurts going to have to most definitely get healthy. You can just see he was not the Jalen Hurts of the beginning of the season. You can just see the pain and the and the, the, the slowness a little bit. Of, of, and I'm pretty sure that was just a little bit of dust. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to blow that off for the Super Bowl because that villain is going to be running. Um, So shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to the 49ers also, man, for one, have a, one hell of a year. With four quarterbacks, um, 
most definitely you got to get that that position solidified and, and and ready for and figuring out um who's going to be your starting quarterback in between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Another game that happened in the, on the championship Sunday, the Broncos and the Chiefs played. I mean, I'm sorry, the Bengals and the Chiefs. I don't know why I said the Broncos. We were just talking about how the Broncos were just sorry. Anywho, the the Bengals and the Chiefs, man. And um, in my opinion, man, shout out to the Bengals because uh, the Chiefs got that one, 23 to 20. And my opinion for the Bengals, man, I, I just think they went in there too cocky, too arrogant. You know what I mean? All that, you know, uh, especially after that Buffalo game when you told Buffalo to get a refund and all that good stuff. And then you and the Bengals sitting there going back and forth saying that uh, uh, it's called Barrowhead. It's not called Arrowhead Stadium. It's called Barrowhead Stadium. Woo! You you you, you kind of played yourself on that one, man. Um, Because uh, uh, um, when you... When, when people see that, you know what I mean? You you honestly got to think that it's time to be physical. It, 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 they are coming. They are watching. They seen what you said, and, and, and they know how a little cocky is. They already know that history says that Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes, even in uh uh in, in one year. It's on three. I was like, woo. Tide coming in, boy, it's getting hot. It's getting a little steamy. But it's like the, just like the Memphis Grizzlies. You know what I mean? I love the swagger. I, I love the confidence. But at the same time, man, you got to be humble. You got to remember that the Chiefs been here before. The Chiefs knows what it takes to get to the to the Super Bowl. Not, don't get me wrong. You've been to the Super Bowl last year, but you lost. The Chiefs know what it takes to get there and win it. And lose it. You know what I mean? They got that sour taste in their mouth for losing to Tom Brady and them. They keep always keep hearing that, oh, Kansas City can be that team, and sometimes they fall short. They heard the noise that the Bills are supposed to have been in the Super Bowl this year. They heard the noise. They heard all of that noise. They heard that, oh, no, Patty Mahomes is not going to be the same. Like, they, are, they heard it. So, you know what I mean? Uh... And then the one thing, or something that the Bengals didn't do also is they didn't run Joe Mixon like I thought they did, like they they should have, like they did to the Bills. You know, Joe Mixon wasn't really the factor. I think they was too busy trying to get Jamar Chase and the wide receiver core into this. Now, don't get me wrong, good game plan because, you know, Willie Sneed went down for the Chiefs and and they was already dealing with another injury on the back end. But – you got to sit here and think that these guys was ready for that opportunity. And and it wasn't going to fall on the defense of Hansville. It was going to fall on the offense. The Chiefs said, you know, as long as we can keep throwing up points, can Cincinnati throw up points with us? And that's what the Chiefs kept on, throwing up points. Travis Kelsey, arguably get ready to be the GOAT in his tight end position. I think I think Tony Gonzalez is ready to lose this one because Travis Kelsey is showing that he's the arguably the number one tight end in the league. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Y'all already know that I feel that Mark Andrews should be in that conversation, but I really think that Travis Kelsey is the guy, is the tight end. You know what I mean? It's going to be it's going to be Travis Kelsey, uh, Tony Gonzalez, and Rob Gronkowski, you know, for, and Shannon Sharp also. He most definitely should be in that conversation. 
as the top four tight ends of all time right now. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I just think that the Bengals just went in there too cocky. They went in there just they hit was just too much, you know what I mean? And if y'all seen Patrick Mahomes' dad, man, you say you smoking on that Joe Burrow cigar. <laughs> that was that was the that was it right there, man. That that's what's up, man. Um, so yeah, man. So now we got the Chiefs and the Eagles going into the Super Bowl, and I really don't know who I'm gonna pick yet. Uh, I most definitely will keep y'all posted and keep y'all updated on that pick. Uh, when it's time for me to make those picks, cause I I I don't know yet, but I can guarantee you before the episode before the Super Bowl, I will have a pick. I will have a pick. Um, so yeah, that's it right there, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate y'all as always for tuning in, man. Um, most definitely tell a friend who can possibly be a friend who want to be a friend that MTMO Sports Podcast is out here, yo, and 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 I ain't going nowhere. You feel me? Make sure you can tell me you can find me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Newsly, or any platforms that you can. We want to listen to uh, your uh, podcast on. You feel me? YouTube is coming. I know I keep saying it. It is coming. It is coming. You know what I mean? I got some things that I got to work out, sit down, and, and, and make sure that it's up there right. You know what I mean? It's coming, though. The first thing is going to be is going to be audio. I'm going to tell you that right now. The audio is going to hit YouTube first. And then, then you will see your boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going, it, it's coming. MT, MTMO is most definitely great. Have a change in the revampment to the show. You feel me? So just stay tuned. Stay patient. Your boy got you. You feel me? Um, What else? Uh, you most definitely, I'll uh, give you the platforms. Make sure you go over, uh, rate, review, share. Um, let me know if you like this episode. Let me know if you like the show. Let me know if you got a, a topic that you want me to talk about in the sports world. You feel me? Um, make sure you go check uh, me out on Opulence Radio. You check out Opulence Radio, period. Um, real dope podcast radio station. Got some real dope podcasts. And, of course, they got your boy on there. Um, you can catch me on there Mondays and Thursdays, uh, noon and 6 p.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time. Also, you can also see your boy on Real Talk ASAP Network on the Real Talk Mondays and Thursdays with me, Ray, Chris, and once my guy Kenny comes back, man, um, you most definitely gonna see a great podcast show, man. <laughs> Debate all that because you know sometimes Ray just be talking outside of his ass sometimes, man. But you know that's my guy. <laughs> Emo, definitely check us out Mondays and Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, man. Great show, great vibe. You know, all love on that, man. What else I got out here? I don't know if y'all following my girls. I keep trying to tell y'all, man. Y'all make sure y'all go follow my favorite ladies, Locked In Sports. That episode 9 is get ready to drop, and I can't wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? I most definitely can't wait to see um who their uh, special guest they got on this uh upcoming episode. So... Make sure y'all go follow my uh, ladies, man. Real dope. They just like me a little bit, but on the female version, especially all my female listeners out there. You know, you tired of hearing us dudes talk? My ladies got you. They sip the wine and give you a great time. <laughs> um, So, yeah, man, y'all already know what it is, man. Y'all already know the quote. 
Not that it's impossible, because the word itself says that I'm possible. Believe in yourself. Put your best foot forward. Put your thinking cap on. Keep your head on the swivel. Because I guarantee you, you do all that, and you walk in, and you walk in fear. You understand? <laughs> walk in fear. Don't let that fear hold you back. Walk with it. Understand that that bubbly feeling that means it's greatness coming. All you gotta do is just make sure you put the best plan uh, forward. You feel me? Because I'm living proof of it. I'm coming out the mud. I'm the guy that was sitting in the press chair and all that stuff. And you know, y'all know my situation. Losing back my back to back years of my parents. So I'm doing nothing but just trying to be living proof that stay possible, stay positive, believe in yourself. Cause I do. And as always, dogs, check me out.